On Living a Sex Positive Life, we explore all aspects of human sexuality. We talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures and the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. We strive to be an advocate and an empowering force in the fight for sexual freedom. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and talk about the touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Hey everyone, we're broadcasting live, well recording live here from FIRE and I'm here with John C. Luna and my husband and God knows what else right now. <laughs> A lot of things it seems, your caretaker, your, your sadist, your uh, nurse, your nurse, nurse, there we go. Nurse is a thing. And we were able to kidnap Master Cecil for five minutes to tell us what is all different, how, how FIRE has grown over the years, what number it is. Please yeah. tell us. Yeah, we're really, really blessed. We've got a great community here in Orlando. And the uh, this is our fifth annual fire, um, which, by the way, many people don't know, stands for the Florida Intense Rope Experience. Yep. So I've got a friend that's totally a, a, a fire buff, loves fire. And he's like, you made a, made a rope con that's, that, that's named fire. I'm going to make a fire con named rope, god dang it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I keep saying Florida Intensive. Nope. Instead of intense. intense. Well, it's that intensive. It is an intensive, <laughs> really. Yeah, it is. But it's not. It, it's actually uh, Florida Intense Rope Experience is what, what we call it. Um, and this is our fifth one. Uh, we started at the woodshed for the first two years. And then for the last three years, inclusive of, inclusive of this one, we have been at hotels. Mm-hmm. So I just need to ask right off the bat. We did attend last one. Where's the Mount Point count? Because that, that, that's a point of bragging for the last year. Where's the that, what? The number of mouth points. Oh, the number of suspension year, points. Suspension yeah. points. Last year. Sorry, I'm well, a computer guy. I think mount points. Absolutely. <laughs> well, last year we had 79. Uh, now I'm calling them mount points. We had 79 <laughs> suspension points. And we had about six pieces of regular dungeon furniture, such as spanking benches and St. Andrew's crosses and stuff like that. This year, we have a hundred and twenty-two. What? Just on the truss, and then and we have eighteen of our regular wooden frames. So we have a total of a hundred and forty suspension points in our dungeon available at. At fire, it's oh, wow. absolutely amazing. Yes, I, I don't know of any to... other dungeon that's been done that, but I, I may be wrong. But man, edit that. Yeah, one hundred and forty suspension points. You're, suspension you're right. Points. You're right. Now I got to say the right word because when I think mount point, now my mind went to hunting. I'm like, yeah, you will be mounted over there. No, that, that right. doesn't sound very good. Suspension points, and yeah. then how much furniture? Then we've got about. Um, I think we're at about. 12 or 15 regular dungeon items, such as spanking benches, St. Andrew's crosses, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those are all provided by FPE. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. Well, FPE is uh, Florida Power Exchange, which is a convention that happens over in Tampa Way. And they we work really, we, we work hand in hand with them, as well as Bondage Expo Dallas, as mm-hmm. well as t- Tethered Together. Um, we, uh, 
we we do a, we're trying to make a community out of the producers oh. as well as the community at large mm-hmm. so that we can all pull our resources and be able to help out the um, what to wit uh, bondage Expo Dallas was one of our sponsors last night for our meet and greet okay right um, Florida Power Exchange are the people that are doing our um, sound system our sound DJ system. music exactly there are DJs and stuff of that nature using their own equipment and we're very very blessed to have a great great bunch of people here right there yes it's, I remember last year when at, at Florida Power Exchange you guys were doing the rope room and yep. had all the rigs and gear there and so which was fun for the playrooms at night so. yeah man we all work, we all try to work hand in hand. It's pretty cool. It's a very supportive community, and you all get to hang out in really kinky places even more now. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Almost like you orchestrated it that way. One might think. <laughs> yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Now, curiosity: is this year the first year that you just offer dungeon passes only? Because I know it's sold out. This yep. year did sell out about a month in advance, which is awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, this is the first year that we're doing dungeon-only passes. Okay. And because we have so many hard points, and we have such a big dungeon, we capped our attendees at a reasonable level, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it, but because we have so many hard points and such a big dungeon, we're able to add people in mm-hmm. at night for the dungeon, but we're not able to add more at the classes gotcha. during the day. Yes. Uh-huh. So we've got we've got dungeon space, but we don't have class space. We have a, our number for the classes only. And then after that, well, we can free it up a little bit for the dungeon. We can have a little bit a little bit of extra people in. And they're coming in and they're really enjoying themselves. As of last night, and I'm sure it'll happen again the rest of the weekend. Oh, yes. We, we crashed. We had a long week. So we're looking forward to tonight, Friday well, We're looking night. to two nights of dungeon play. Yes. And even more classes on Saturday and Sunday. Right on, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's a Thursday through Sunday classes every day. Um, and what I love is you guys didn't wait. It wasn't like, come in Thursday, we'll do a registration. Here's a, No, 2 p.m. class began on Thursday, and yes, we sir. are packed straight through to a what? To this pool party on Sunday? Pool party on Sunday evening as a wrap-up party. It'll be, I think it starts at 9, maybe 7. Maybe 7. Oh <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, because closing ceremonies, I thought it was at 3 p.m. There. Yeah, closing so ceremonies is at 3. 3, so yeah, we have that stuff. Well, I'll be sure to bring the floaties for those of us too tired to actually tread water. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but there's a hot tub. Yeah. But what stays in the, 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 the Ramada hot tub stays in the Ramada hot tub. Right? No, right? Parking. Parking. You get the park. wrong hotel. That's parking by Ramada. Radisson. 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 Uh, right. yeah. Oh, my God. Boys, They're all boys. ours. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you've had different levels of classes there from advanced to intermediate and yep. Expert, but I also noticed there was classes like consent and sexy negotiation. So you did kind of add a little variety in class choices. Yeah, yeah, we're not strictly rope. We're rope and rope related. Okay. Um, we don't want to get into the BDSM conventions because there's so many of those and they're so phenomenally well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but consent is a big thing in the rope community, and we want to make sure that negotiating and negotiated consent is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've tried to uh, we've tried to do as much as we can on that. Yeah. The, uh, we also do uh, 
the 101 track and the intermediate and the expert tracks, mm -hmm. as well as the photography track. Yeah. You've got a photography classroom this year, as well as a photography space that you can go in and um, actually practice. Those are six more mount points, as I can see. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Sorry, suspension points. Suspension points, so. yes, because that's what I was going to say. I noticed because last year the photography room and the classes were in the same room, and now yep. this year they got separated. That's correct. Yep. Awesome. So what changes might happen for next year? We just have to wait to see because how hard can it be? I really have no idea. Both the famous last words. Exactly. How hard can it be? We... We, we haven't made any solid plans for next year, and we don't actually know what our big new thing is going to be for next year. The big new thing this year hasn't happened yet, so stand Ooh. by. Oh, we'll be paying close attention yeah. now. Um, but the big new thing for next year, we haven't figured out what it is. We try to be innovative every year, yes. and, um, and we have been successful with it so far. So we're looking forward to being to what our innovation is going to be, and if it works. <laughs> oh. And that is the motto of the Woodshed Orlando: How hard can it be? <laughs> well, at least it is a master penguin from the Woodshed of Orlando. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. I know you have to go back and run the event again, but we appreciate it. Well, we really appreciate you guys being here and all that you do for the community. So thank you guys. Thank and you. thank you for putting together all the stuff that y'all do. Thank you. Thank you. Take it. Hey, everyone. We're broadcasting live here at FIRE. It's Angelique, and I'm here with John C. Luna, who's been trying some kilts on. How's that going? I, I identified purple. Finally, the first time in eight years in our relationship. Yeah. It wasn't quite blue. So if you'd but. like to donate, please donate to our, um, with PayPal account, Cloudbox9, and, oh, yeah. or Miss Angelique Luna. I can't so wait. I'm going way. to go get it. Well, you know, I, I need I, a kilt. I, I, you know, just in case our friends want to, you know, our audience want to contribute. So that's fine. Well, we have someone here who does a lot of contributing. Yes, and we've been friends for oh. him since the beginning. For It's been almost two years since last year's uh, roping classes. Uh, yes. 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 So let's introduce you. Is is Passus? I am Passus. And to and this year he's a big time presenter. Woo! Yeah, I I finally got suckered, and um, suckered. Suckered. Yeah. Yesterday you said you were ordered or told, and you just kind of obeyed. I yeah yeah yes. yeah. Uh, and but that's a big part of what we do here. Yeah, we, we all contribute. We yeah. share. We do what we got to do. So what was the class about? I did a 100 class, not your typical 101 class. Uh, we wanted to drop it back a step and get extremely basic for a lot of the people coming off the street this year. Uh, for a lot of those people that have never even touched rope but found it fascinating. So we wanted to introduce something to them so they could grasp all these other wonderful things that are going on. So that's why I was at the beginning of the track. Very much so. Just so that anyone coming in not knowing any... Hey, I, heard, I, I saw a rope in um, Indiana Jones. I want to play with it. Let's go. And this is a knot, yes. basically, is what we start with. Yes. Uh, actually, we didn't even start with the knot. Um, this is a piece of rope. <laughs> this is a piece of rope. And it sounds very redundant, maybe, or but and almost immature, I would say. But it was important. It turned out to be a very important class because a lot of the terminology that a lot of instructors use, a lot of people that teach rope use, 
be surprised how many we, A, don't know the term or misinterpret the term. And it affects the education. Well, I know a lot of times, uh, even in the like 102 classes, people are running through going, this is a half moon knot, this is a slip knot, this is a this knot. And most of us, are, we've done the knots, we just don't know how to identify them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the, again, it, it came back to the terminology. And something I, I witnessed last year, uh, witnessed the year before, and it's something that we just wholeheartedly decided, okay, let's introduce this right out the gate, have people start to enjoy their moment here at FIRE with the, some knowledge so they're not lost in the weeds. And they're not great. intimidated. What? And they're not intimidated. Definitely. The intimidation seems to... This is a. This is this is it. This fire is it. This is. It doesn't get well, much bigger than this. We we went to a class yesterday on consent, and a very special young lady who was teaching it said four times, "You could die at this." Yes. So, <laughs> so yes. The intimidation yes. factor. I mean, you think intimidation. You think uh, paddling or you know uh, being uh, constrained or or you know. But rope can be dangerous. It can. Most people don't realize that. It can. Uh, I, I would venture to say it is, but it is when you don't have that knowledge, when you don't have an understanding, when you don't have a good communication, all these basic things that we always talk about in passing. Uh, people that enter the rope community, they, they, they don't know. And when you don't know, you're dangerous, especially with rope. So, teaching a class now, when did you start rope? When do you start rope? When, when did, you? did you? Oh, when did I? I yes. When did, when did I start rope? Yeah. I have been fascinated. What's uh, la, 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 it's Six years? Um, six. Uh, six total years. And I've been studying hard. And I'm a full-blown student here at our local dojo here in Orlando uh, for the last four Four years. Um, the hardcore mentors of Lunatic Bound and Sinbound who constantly keep me in check <laughs> and keep me from hurting people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the important thing. We never want to break our toys. We want them coming back Very and nice. smiling. Very yeah. much. So. They do wonderful. And how long have you been coming to fire? I have. This is my fourth fire. Fourth fire. Okay. Um, I've been all three actual fires and I did the final... Or uh, the second to the final MBE, um, which Trooper Toy gave me the serious hard on of a lifetime. <laughs> with wire. Um, that probably oh. that probably defined my my life right then and there, and I've been coming ever since. So you've seen it progress over the years and get larger and larger. It's a oh man, started off in a dungeon in, in Orlando, Florida, over the woodshed, and now we're taking over an entire hotel. I don't know where we're going from here. I'm sure the, the evil council has ideas, and they scare me. Yes, but, uh, and their evil council's motto is, how hard can it be? Exactly, there you go. Well, I don't know where they could put more mouth points, uh, more, more suspension points, but they, they've almost filled. Last night, they were almost, almost filled. Yep. And that was Friday. Tonight's Saturday. It will be filled. Tonight, we're going to hit the magic number, it's, it's, and it's like three digits somewhere along that time. Yeah, uh, and it's going to happen easily. Uh, we have over what four hundred people here today, right? And they're opening the dungeon to the public at, uh, for the weekend, so classes are sold out here for fire. But you're more than welcome to come and play. 
it's forty dollars per person at the uh, dungeon in the evening. Yes, yeah, and that's and tonight's the last night for dungeon play. Tell you, you uh, you're missing out. You're really missing out on one of the greatest rope experiences in our country. I'll I'll venture to say in our country. Yes. <laughs> well, it is the largest rope convention that, as far as any of us know, exists. I believe. Yeah, I would believe that. So, what classes have you been, have you been taking classes? Oh yeah, there's you you cannot not take class because you're you you're you're under the roof of some of the most world famous uh, rope exper- experts, people that are true experts in this. You have Barkas. EM, we have Doc Vale, we had Pedro, we have all these people that you probably won't ever get another opportunity in the world to see in your life. Someone made a great comment. There should be some type of federal law of getting all these people under one roof because if a bomb goes off, all the knowledge of rope is gone forever. That's kind of scary to think <laughs> of it. Yeah, it's kind of, we would lose a lot of our history and a lot of our future. That, so I don't. I'm not even going to contemplate some shit like that. <laughs> we'll move yeah. on to better things. <laughs> so, what? How can people find you if they want to ask you questions, or you know, schedule a session with you for teaching, or? Um, I don't. I don't see myself much as a teacher right now. I'm still a very young. What? Uh, what? Uh, uh-uh. I'm a little bit humble in that because you're very humble. I'm still a student. I'm still a student. Um, I'm proud of my progression. I have a lot of fun with my progression. Oh yes, we, <laughs> we, we've seen you grow through the years. So I, yes. uh, yeah, and I, and I and I enjoy it. Um, but I'm more than happy to share with anybody right, because, on anything. Yes, because you know your class was a basic class, and I know there's probably a lot of people out there that are just kind of scared to ask the big guys. And you know, you're more of a humble. You're you, more approachable. Approachable, I, I as could, you put it. The, god, the demigods of rope are here, and you're definitely more approachable. I'm, I'm just another peasant in, a, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the crock of, of fire. Um, but uh, I could easily be a go-between. Yep. If people have that intimidation, mm-hmm. if people are that nervous, um, it's easily to explain that nervous away, especially yeah. in a fire, especially anytime. Yeah, um, and uh, finding me on Fed's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one passes in the world. There you go. Uh, and I hope it stays that way. <laughs> so one final question: What do you what do you plan for next year? Oh God, I was just going to leave with his legacy, but okay, let's I, see what he plans I, I, for next year. Uh, I got to tell you, next year, next year will be teaching <laughs> and actual me teaching. Again, I share, but I think this time next year's fire, I might be I might be able to actually functionally teach a class. Um, but those are my mentor's decisions, and it doesn't bother me if it doesn't happen. It really doesn't because I'm still learning. I still get to meet people, right. and I still get to come to my fire. You still get to yeah. do your thing and have lots of fun. Because I'm looking, okay. you know, you can't hear it on the radio, but I'm looking at the smile on your face. Oh, yes. I'm ear to ear, man. Cheshire cat smile, and really. it's like this for all the every day. It fires my thing, man. Yes, <laughs> fires my thing. Well, thank you for taking your time and letting us know about everything, and we look forward to seeing you in class. You two are the coolest people ever. <laughs> You really are. I, kill, I hope. I hope you make it 
all the way to the national. Don't forget us peasants when they make it oh, yeah. rich and famous. Oh, whatever. You know, right. when you step peasant, up. You know, don't forget the little people. We'll but always remember the little people. You, you, you two do wonderful things for us. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Thanks for having me out. Yes. Thanks. What's up? I want to get a new toy. Well, let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time reading the instructions trying to figure out how it works. Well, their staff is very well educated and helpful, and Fairville University also offers classes. But I want to go to the party instead. <sighs> then check fairvilla.com. Their calendar has all their events that happen on a regular basis. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh, is that that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush? Oh, yeah, let's go. But which one? They have five locations around Florida. Fairvilla. For pleasure, fun, and fantasy. Hey, we're here with our favorite NCSF person there. Kind of follows each other here. So it's Bibi! That's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> so we interviewed you last year. You were yes. one of our first interviewees, and we were so happy that you actually gave us your time and um, talked to us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So what is the follow-up? What's new and exciting this year from last year? Oh my gosh, everybody is so concerned about the new SESTA-FOSTA laws and how FOSTA is affecting everybody. I think it's having repercussions about, across the board that we had never even could have anticipated. Right. Um, so we've been doing, uh, we've been trying to involve the community more in NCSF and actually doing some interaction. Mm -hmm. um, so every quarter we are starting a, what we call a coalition partner town hall. Okay. So anybody who's a coalition partner representative for all the groups that, that partner with us, um, we do a Zoom meeting so everybody gets to see everybody and the faces and the voices, and uh, we pass out all the information that is, that is needed uh, for the groups to protect themselves against the foster regulations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people. We talked earlier about people being shadow banned mm -hmm. um, out of the podcasts. They actually got an entire event shut down. In Houston, the Houston Black and Blue Ball was just totally canceled oh. because oh they, God. yeah, they sought after them on Eventbrite and went after the hotel and got their whole contract canceled. So <gasps> that's it, just it's, vicious. It's having repercussions across the board that never had been anticipated whatsoever. And I think the, one of the problems in a group, or tell me if I'm on the right track, mm -hmm. it was written so broadly and so, so ignorantly ambiguous. to say, yes. you know, the the basically the communique provider meaning facebook or or the hotel or whatever it is the host it, the host, Whoever the host is. is responsible for the content of third party posters so that would be like me suing the new york times because i didn't like a dear abby comma column that's correct oh wow that is wow. absolutely correct. so that's why craigslist shut down their whole personal site um because any any um, web hosting where you can go out and interact mm -hmm. and post comments and there's interaction on both sides is subject to the FOSTA law now. And anything that can be considered anything to do with any kind of sexual activity, um, not just not just targeting sex trafficking, mm -hmm. but they're targeting sex educators, like yes. Sunny and Ken's website or Our Erotica website. Lakes in New York. Our, yeah. yeah, we got um, attacked there too. We had a whole group in St. Louis of burlesque dancers where there's they're, all their sites were shadow banned. So it's, it's a... But the dancers... Dan they're, dan they're entertainers. They're dancers. This, this is like a puritanical witch hunt. I, it is. It is. And now there's a constitutional challenge that has been filed mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C. in federal court against... Um, 
the challenge, the challenge the constitutionality against the First Amendment rights for speech right. to try and get this law uh, redacted. So right. we'll see. They're they're already challenging the challenge right. in court, saying that we don't have le- the parties who we uh, filed as the uh, complainants have no legal standing in fight. So we'll see if it gets to court. Uh, hopefully. It, it will it will go farther because they mm-hmm. were very careful about who they picked as far as the plaintiffs, like a massage therapist and somebody who ran on another site. And, um, so they they really made a great effort um, in all of the legal language, and then they're asking everybody to file amicus briefs okay. uh, in support of this. So um, in in CSF, we reached out to all the groups to make them aware of what do you need to do to protect yourselves and what you built. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you won't be attacked as far as your websites or your clubs or, or um, you know, events like this mm-hmm. that are all educational based. Right. So um, we're trying to get all that information out. Um, now, the next town hall that we have coming up, well, September is consent month. Yes. So we're Yay. trying to encourage people to start consent discussions and no more... Nowhere else is it as important as it is right now is in the rope community. Right. Because there have been so many incidents that have been reported and publicized and everything else. So um, so in September, for, for in support of Consent Month, we're actually doing our next town hall for all the groups. How do you write your consent policies? How do you handle it when incidents are reported? Um, and, you know, to get that information to NCSF because we... we try and um, keep track of that once we see repeat um, incidents mm-hmm. occurring involving you know one or with a single person then we turn all we do is re- give the information that was reported to us right and we turn it back to the home group of wherever this person is located and say do do you know that this is happening mm-hmm. okay. and do you have any reports on this this is the information that we have that we have been told by the reporter that we can release to you. Right. And here it is for you to follow up on your investigation. Because right. all we're doing is taking the reports and the information. Right. And then we turn it over to the groups to try and handle it and investigate it on their end. Because they're more they're closer to the ground with everything. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't do the investigations but we provide as much information as we possibly can. Yeah. yeah definitely so. there as a resource yeah. because th- this is insane how they're trying to help human trafficking, sex trafficking, but they're destroying a whole society altogether at the same and, time. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Even law enforcement has come out and said this law has made yeah. the intent, which is to stop sex trafficking, harder to do because companies like Backpage were at least cooperating and Craigslist were co- It was out there. It was co- We knew where it was and they could do their stings. Now it's so underground and so hidden, they don't know where to go. It's making their job harder. There was a great article written by the IMPD. It was Indianapolis Metro Police Department, and it was in their local newspaper, that since FOSTA had passed, they had made their first arrest in seven months because they could no longer use those resources, those online resources, to try and track these sex traffickers and trap them into, you know, in... um, So... 
it's it's really hindered all their efforts. Mm-hmm. And they said in that time that they normally would have arrested twenty different people during that same time period. And it was the first one that they had made in seven, seven months. So there's nineteen more people on the street doing crimes because of this law. Yes. Absolutely. Just in St. Louis. Yeah, I no, this was in Indianapolis. This oh, in sorry, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Um, yes. But I, I took that copy of that that article, and if people want to do advocacy, everybody's worried about doing advocacy for these kind of things. They want to want to out themselves. But if you really want to do advocacy, there are lobbying points that we can give people to reach out to your senators and representatives. And I did with mine. I went on Facebook and hit both my senators and representatives, and I'm like, look what your law is doing. Right. You are hindering police. Don't rate these ambiguous laws that make their job harder. Give them the money they need to effectively fight this. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's there are ways to, you can reach out without <laughs> outing, outing yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. And so we've, we've been passing down lobbying points to all of the groups, hopefully trying to get some of the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there are steps you can take without yeah. you know, coming full blown out. <laughs> No, not everyone's out, and that's that's fine. Yeah. Because obviously the repercussions, the potential. It, right now, yeah, it's it's people are scared. Because mm-hmm. um, I have friends who are sex workers, and some of them don't, they don't know what to do for income now. They're, they are absolutely scared to take on new clients. Oh, yeah. Um, because they don't know, they don't know who they're dealing with. Yeah, they can't um, be vetted el- it, yeah. They've eliminated what the philosophy has effectively done for the sex work community has eliminated the websites that they use to communicate with each author and pass along information about uh. abusive customers mm-hmm. um, and clients. So they, they've eliminated all those safeguards that they put in place for themselves mm-hmm. because now they're considered sex trafficking between each other. Yeah, so. Even though you're oh, trying to protect it. each other yes. and safety by saying, hey, don't go see John Doe here because he did X, Y, yeah, and don't Z. don't accept well, this client. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even if we got rid of SESTA and FOSTA, the stories I've heard of like uh, a sex worker who was beaten and raped, who went to the hospital, who called the police and got out of the hospital and was immediately arrested for prostitution. It, what the fuck? They're arresting the victim. Yes. 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 How backwards is this? Yeah. It's always about the victim. It's like, I'm like, no. It, it, why are you judging us on a lifestyle choice? You know, it's all those feminines. It's like, you can do whatever you want. Grow up. Do this. But yet, your sex workers, no, that's bad. That's bad, yeah. Then why are you telling me I can and grow up and do whatever feel, I yeah. want? They're made to feel like the criminal. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. So anyways, back to National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. Yes. Please, you know, explain to our new listeners who haven't, you know, listened to you and know what the organization's all about. Um, NCSF, again, the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. Um, We are like the political advocacy arm for kink and poly and swing communities. Um, We provide a lot of resources to to the different groups around the country. Um, We have an incident reporting line where if people need help, um, whether it be... A child custody issue, um, polyamory families that are finding housing laws used against them, um, swing clubs that are being attacked, they can call into our incident reporting line and what we do is find them advocacy, um, advocates in their area that specialize in whatever help mm-hmm. that they need to try and get them the resources they need to, to resolve the issues that they're having. Um, we also work with a lot of judicial 
uh, with law enforcement. Um, we work with the actual judges sometimes to provide them information. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that we talked last time about the national definition of consent that's coming down. Yes. Hopefully, as soon as that's released, it's on the books to go out. Awesome. Um, but there are so many states that don't have a definition of what consent is. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, one of the cases not in the last couple of months. The jurors actually came back to the judge and said, well, what is the definition of consent? And the judge said, I cannot tell you that. Oh, The judge Um, could not give them the definition of what consent was. And I don't know if it was in a state that didn't have one or it was so ambiguous that he told them they had to make this decision on their own with no guidance whatsoever as to what the law was. That's that's oh, not no. the law. That that that's 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 Mad Max. Spin the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Are they guilty? Well, what's the charge? We'll figure that out later. Uh. So hopefully, when when this national guideline goes out, that the states who they don't have a guideline or they have antiquated laws will hopefully mm-hmm. adopt this and and pass it down into the municipalities, and at least we'll have some type of foundation to work from. Right. Um, it's just like everything in the wild, wild west. You guys yeah. start from scratch. <laughs> it's and been a four or five year project, but yeah, um, but it's like we're it's, so close. <laughs> I, I, it's just amazing that even in 2018, mm-hmm. we're restarting the wheel all over again, and it shouldn't be. We should, you know, come. But again, everything changes and society mm-hmm. and things, you know. Because I was reading an article that. There was um, BDSM photos that was shot in the late 70s, early 80s mm-hmm. that are now considered too race, racy and illegal to show on the Internet. But yet they were printed without any issues. By but- who? That's a good question. <laughs> yes. I've been on the internet. Censored. That thing's fucked up. But yeah, but you know, a lot of it. I can it, find yeah, everything. How often I'm getting censored and blocked by you, um, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so it's they've been censored in photos maybe since the past passing pa- of Sesta and Foster no, and all these laws. No, this is like even before, like early, really? starting in the early 2000s that they were saying no. And they even said the sex education that was taught in the 1970s will never be taught now because of how graphic and how, you know, comprehensive it was. So, again, society changing, censoring. Yeah. We've been contacted to do a lot of consent and sexual education um, on campuses. And I was very surprised by the person who contacted me. She said, you would not believe the, the... the amount of sex education that is received at the lower levels when, you know, these kids are coming into college, they're on their own for their first time, the, the very little amount of consent and sex education that they've ever received. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why they're seeing so many incidents, they think, on campuses, you know, across the country between yep. sexual assault and consent, you know, incidents. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was very surprised to learn this myself recently that, Title Nine, mm-hmm. um, the Title Nine coordinators on campuses are tasked with um, addressing sexual violence and sexual harassment because they consider that part of the Title Nine entitlement um, that you are to provide a safe and equal opportunity for learning for all of your students. So they're applying Title Nine to this. To this area nice. to make sure that they have 
um, the mandating information out there for people to report incidents and how they handle them, how they investigate them. And it's all covered under Title IX, which I thought was pretty amazing. I didn't mm-hmm. know that until I started looking into this. No, but I'm glad the laws finally catching up can be yeah. used in our favor. <laughs> yeah, because normally we're hearing laws and going, "Oh God, we got to dodge this," and how do we, how do we you know how do we dodge this bullet? Yeah, uh, that that's really interesting. I'm yeah, glad it's. In colleges where they are, where uh, not children, but young adults are there to learn. So that is the place, preferably before, but at the minimum, that's the place where we need to go ahead and set the rules that are going to govern their behavior, not just in sex, but at the workplace, in their relationships, uh, with their friends, in life, in in everything. And it's the very, very little consent education that mm-hmm. the exists. This is, you know, this has just started taking hold in the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, and even at our adult level. So these kids that are coming out of, of primary schools and through the educational system and then up to college and they've, they've received the basic sex education, you know, those old films that they used to show just so terrible. Um, <sighs> but the now, Simpsons bunnies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now they're getting into these areas of consent and what's allowed and what's not and proper behavior. And, and it's it's a whole new learning curve that they're having to address on top of just being there to learn. Mm-hmm. So I, I was very pleased. I, I started working with our Title IX director in, in the area where I'm located at because I want to have the information to be able to hand out in class. Like, if you ever have an incident, that this is where you need to go to right. make sure that they have this information. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and... and, and help the colleges start to address some of this at that mm-hmm. level. So, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting journey. <laughs> Definitely. Well, there. So any other events or places we're going to probably see you again since we're always running into oh each other? Oh, my gosh. I, where am I going? I don't even know where I'm going next. Um, I'm Meet going me to, in St. Louis? No, that's, that's March. That's, that's Thanksgiving March. Thanksgiving is yeah. um, Thanksgiving. I'm right. actually going to Twisted Trist, and that is a, a representative to sit at a table, but I'm going for the first time. Um, You're going to have fun? Yes, I get to oh, go not to go have fun. <laughs> so you do get to be and, a chew toy. Yes. And, a, and, a yeah. <laughs> and a pinata. He's looking at my yeah. ribbons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah chew toy Enjoy. and... Yeah. Harwood, slut. Yes. Like fire slut. Fire yeah. slut. Yes. I need to get. Oh, one I'm of going those. to Florida Power Exchange, so I'll be there. For okay, that we'll week. see you there. We'll see you there. Uh-huh. Um, and then I get to spend a week at my condo in Daytona. Thank God, I get to decompress. Yes. And then after that is Kinky College. Okay. For homecoming, I'll be there. And I think, oh my gosh, no, there's more. Then, uh, <laughs> then Spain. No, then. Uh, oh, uh, AIS is putting on a Midwest Consent Summit. It's a one-day thing at their space in, in uh, Columbus, Ohio. What is AIS? Um, America, or American Adventures in Sexuality, the AIS. Ooh. I like it already. Uh, I like it yeah, already. I know. I they now. run the events for Winter Wickedness and Cope. Okay. Yes, and they have their own uh, regional uh, play space for the people in that area. And they are doing their Midwest Consent Summit on the weekend of November. Third, I believe it's a one-day event. Okay. Um, but then people who come to the summit can stay for the play party at night. Okay. Um, and then the weekend after that, I'll be at Beyond the Love. Okay. <laughs> 
and then it's Thanksgiving. I, then I think I'm done until February. <laughs> so. And then you get to go home and see that place you call home just for a little yeah, while. Yeah, my, my dog is not going to be very happy with me in September. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it was, so my daughter takes care of her while I'm gone. So. Yeah. <laughs> when she's not yeah, at the con Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, you just said your daughter started joining you there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah well, she's 26. Well, and you know, It's great when it can be a family business. Uh, yes, yeah. it, it'll, it'll soon be for us because our, our little one turns 18 in October. Oh my gosh! So she wants to yeah. come and tag along and join and learn uh, yeah. all can be. Yeah, the consent was the very first discussion that, that she oh, and I yeah. had out of yep. the gate. So, and after that, it was negotiations. We got her, got her a good foundation to go on. So, but uh, yeah, she's she's living the life too. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, how can people find you? The website is ncsfreedom.org. And if you ever need any of the information and pamphlets and everything that we supply, um, whether it's individual or group, or you want consent information or the Consent Counts program, you can go to the resources page. And um, you can down, we make everything available for download there, even some of the pamphlets that we pass out here. You can download them directly, or you can request that they be sent to you, and we'll mail them out to you. So. Awesome. Yeah. Want to get all the information out to all the people for all the things. Definitely. <laughs> and not to make educated decisions and not out of yes. fear or ignorance. Yes. And know they have some place they can turn if they need help. So. Yes. There's a yes. lot of safe zones available. It's just a matter of asking. Right. Cool. Thanks very much again, Thank Davey. You guys. Appreciate it. It's so you. good to see you guys. Yeah. And, and I got to meet Piggy. So yes, Piggy. I was excited. Yes. <laughs> and Deadpool. Piggy and Deadpool here. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Hi there. We're here at Fire Live um, all day. Now we're starting. We've learned a new word, Hojo podcasting, that we will what? Hojo is takedown. Yes. So it's takedown podcasting in Japanese. It sounds like it should have a smack at the end of it. Yes. You'll have to edit one of those in. We do. We totally (laughs) need to edit one of those in. So we just did that right now with one of the organizers and founder of Beat Me in St. Louis and Spanksgiving, Jason. Welcome. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about the events. We've heard great things about it, but not too familiar. So please educate our audience members. Spanksgiving is in November. Uh, Beat Me in St. Louis is uh, late March, uh, early April. Uh, They are... BDSM-centric events, umbrella events. We do fire, we do rope, we do medical play, we do ground and pound, we do wrestling, we do we have a quiet space, quiet dungeon. So if you don't like the pounding music, but you like the music, you can go into the separate space. Oh, you know, and do that because a lot of people don't like that that boom a lot right, when they're right. playing, uh, or they like to have their own music, so they mm-hmm. put on headphones or things like that. We, so I, it's a three-day event. You know, just like a lot of the cons are that do the just the BDSM centric, uh, and we offer a little bit for everybody plus forty one classes uh, on Friday, nice. Saturday, and Sunday. And medical play—I've actually never heard of, medical of play. like medical play at a convention. I've done medical play. I've actually done sounding. Sure. And I—I I can never find anyone else to do sounding. Oh, with. they do sounding. They do stapling. They do cutting. They do needles. They do anything you want. Bloodletting. All of it. We we make this space uh, very nice, clean. Uh, all of our DMs in that space are trained in medical, you know, style, uh, so they know what they're looking for. They know when people are doing something wrong and can say, "Hey, you need to put a pair of gloves on," or "Don't reuse a needle." Things like that. That's awesome. 
That, 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 that's hands-on stuff that we normally see at the woodshed on a, on a small level, but to have a, I've actually never heard of convention doing something like that. Yeah, we have, I uh, believe in ours, we have seven different stations in the medical room, and they're pretty busy the entire time. Wow. That's, we yeah. need to modify our schedule. <laughs> Come on up, absolutely. And these are in where? You said St. Louis? It's just outside St. Louis, Missouri. We don't give out the, the general location and, and what have you for. We believe in anonymity. We like people to be able to be comfortable where we're at. You know, our security are all off-duty police officers. Um, they stand out like a sore thumb. We want people to feel comfortable. We have roaming security outside in the parking lot. We, we try to make it as comfortable and where people don't have to worry about things like that. Mm-hmm. We control the hotel. It's a hotel takeover. So we control every room, every inch of the hotel is, is ours, except for the front desk. Nice. And how long has these events been going on? Uh, Beat Me in St. Louis is in its 23rd year, and Thanksgiving is in its 21st year. Wow. This will be our 21st. Now, I've got 28 events, uh, come November, be 28 events under my belt. The stories you must have. I have a ton of them, and I won't <laughs> tell a lot of them because <laughs> an- anonymity is, you know, my friend. Is a very important thing in this. Absolutely, group. absolutely. I can do generalities. We, I've seen just about everything. Uh, I say that, and then this time we'll see something I've never seen before. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, we offer a full vendor room. We have a tattooist. Uh, we have just about everything. Yeah. There you go. So we must go. So that way you go to a conference. We podcast, and we podcast your tattoo right there. Absolutely, that would be awesome. That would be great. Yep. Right. And then teach a class, whichever it is. So we got. But not all at once. Let's space it out over well, three days. Well, it's three days, you know, one one thing at a day, so that's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we have a silent auction, and I believe November we take the silent. It's roughly $3,000 is what we make on our silent auction, and we split it 50-50 in November with a food bank in Missouri and a food bank in Illinois. We donate the money to food banks. And in the spring right now, we're doing um, Stray Rescue. We're giving all that all the money goes to Stray Rescue. That's cool. Yeah, we've donated a ton of money, we, and it's just something we give back to the community that, that allows us to do things we do. I think that's a misconception a lot of people don't know is that we do give back to the community. Absolutely. It, it's not just you know being selfish, beat somebody up, and that's it. It's like, no, we actually take care of each other. We actually take care of others in need, and it, it's just trying to get the word out there that, look, we're not as crazy as fucked up as Fifty Shades of Grey out there. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we went through the whole Fifty Shades of Grey debacle. Um, no, we're just people. We're just people that the same kind of people that play, you know, ball at the, at the Knights of Columbus or, or wherever. We just, we just choose to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, uh, you said this is actually your first year here at Rope. Yes, this is my first year at Rope. Absolutely. What do you think from, from someone who's a true veteran of holding kink events? I think it's a fantastic event. I'm not a rope person whatsoever. But the one thing I, I will tell you, uh, I was in the room... When, uh, I guess it's M, or E-M, mm-hmm. the rope guy, mm-hmm. did his performance. Probably one of the best performances I've seen. I'm not a rope person again. But their, the, the, the style and the technique and the transitions and the flair that they put in their performance really brought me into the performance. I was, I was very, very pleased with watching that. And I've watched people do rope in my own place. And it's just, you know, tie you up and kick you around, spin you around, whatever. But it was something, it showed me the artistic side of it. They do get that's, very artistic. That's what I really enjoyed. I've walked through here. It's, it's a fantastic. Well, they got 100 plus, you know, points 
to, to, to do you the rope uh, in there, mm-hmm. um, the scaffolding, everything they have, the, the convention space from the breakfast uh, that they serve in the hall that you can buy to the vendors to everything. It's just been a quality, quality event. Agreed. Agreed. We're really lucky to have it down here in uh, Central Florida. Absolutely, absolutely. And the woodshed, I mean, they give, they give back. It's just, a, it's just a beautiful group, a beautiful bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm proud to be friends with Cecil and Darcy and and Penguin and the rest of them down here. Awesome. Well, which, uh, how would our listeners find information about the events? Uh, Spanksgiving.com mm-hmm. is live right now. We just opened yesterday for uh, registration. And then you have uh, beatmeinstl.com mm-hmm. is the one that comes up. Uh, it will be open second week of January is when that registration opens. Awesome. Any other information our listeners should know about you? STL3.com. Uh-huh. It has a listing. If you go to STL3.com forward slash events, it has a complete listing right now through 2020. Wow. And then we have uh, coming up this week, we're going to be adding uh, event dates through 2022. 2022. So you are not just here, you are here to stay. Yes. we Again, we've been so many years doing what we do. Um, STL3 as a group has stood up for the ability for the community to practice what they want to practice. We have a new center in St. Louis called the Gateway Alternative Lifestyle Center, and it will be open uh, to not just members of STL3, but we rent it out to other groups to come in. It's a 4,000 square foot play area. Wow. Uh, and our... Uh, our permit from the city says BDSM on it. Congratulations. So, yeah, uh, we, uh, we, we have faced the, the, the demons in, that we all face as far as cities and all of that, and we've come out on top. And it's just a place for people to practice what they want to do. As far as I know, you're the first person to ever have a business license that says BDSM on it. Well, you know, there's other people, but, you know, they're not, they, they didn't last very long because their business model was all about money. We're all about participation. We're all about the community. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Everything I do is community focused. Everything right. my group does, the people that help me do what I do. I'm not the only person. I have a group of people that, that, right. that work very, very hard, just like with this event and the volunteers. Oh, yeah. They work very hard to make you know the woodshed and Cecil look very, very good and Penguin look very, very good. But it, it takes a village. Oh, and we, yes. And we all have to, we, we have to balance ourselves and we give from our experiences to make it all happen because you know things I don't know about what we do so I count on their experiences and their knowledge to put the puzzle together and make it work well having done this for so many years you've probably seen a lot just change not specific stories but I'm sure the, the whole community when you started around what 2098 was very different oh absolutely the first beat me in st louis was in somebody's basement oh wow and then they went from somebody's basement to uh some of the nastiest hotels because those are the people that would take us at that time and as uh perception changed for what it is that we do and it became mainstream and ncis and, and csi and people started bringing bdsm into their programming the outlook started changing and people started getting better ideas and growing in knowledge and knowledge is power. And that, you know, so NCSF with our education, 2002 NCSF was, was helping us fight off, uh, uh, the concerned women of America. And we were on Leno's monologue and there was uh, a Senator that was trying to uh, pass emergency legislation to ban BDSM in Missouri. He got laughed off the floor. 
Why? We were in so many newspapers.、Um, yeah, I remember that. 2006.、Uh, was it 2006? No, I'm sorry. 2012.、Uh, again, we had、uh, media outcry.、Uh, what you do is bad, and we fought them off. We were in 27 newspapers in three different countries. It's just a continually ongoing battle. Well, people. If people don't understand. If they're ignorant about what you do, they're fair, they're afraid of it,、True. and, and、mm-hmm. fear breeds that kind of attitude.、Right. So it's it's education with NCSF, with the outreach that we do, with the the, the shoulders that we stand on from the people that came before us. We teach people, and people learn more and more about it. We've noticed that quite a bit with our podcast because we do. Focus more on the education, demystifying, and getting rid of、Absolutely. the taboos of it. You know, interviewing people and saying, "Hey, tell us your story,"、yeah. so that way other people could understand that you're not as messed up as the the media shows us.、Yeah. That it is working and living and thriving, and it is part of your life, and you're happy and consensual. And that's you know one thing a lot of people just forget that we have a choice of what we want to do with our lives. Just respect it. Don't control it. Learn from our past and let people do what they do.、Uh, I commonly tell people when I talk talk to them when we're talking face to face, is that I don't do everything that we do. Some things I don't like, but I'll fight for their right to do it as long as they're not hurting someone in a bad way. Right. That's a great way to live. Yeah. More people should live like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we do because of the way we interview people. Come on, we've done sex workers, we've done doctors, phone doms, every you know people that we're like, yeah, we'll fight for you. Doesn't mean that I'm、It's、like the little guy that. that needs to help. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and and the more that we lift up everybody around us,、uh, the more the entire community can grow. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jason. We appreciate your time. I'm glad and... you stopped me and talked me for a few minutes. I enjoyed it very yes, much. Yes, and we're looking forward to next year going to one of the events. We'll, we'll figure it out. That's right. We'll get you up there, and then we'll sit down. You can talk to some people up there too. Fantastic.、Absolutely. We appreciate that very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you again. Thank you. Have a thank good. Thank you.、Time. This is John C. Luna, and this is Angelique Luna. And if you like the content we've been putting on living a sex positive life, then we need your help. For as little as a dollar a month, you can give to our Patreon account. Which will help us. Seriously? It works for Peta. Why not us? We're we're starving sex educators here. Let's just tell them what they get. For as little as a dollar a month, we'll give you all past content and bonus content. But if you're able to give just a little bit more, we can give them what? Video content. We could give them a one-on-one, thirty-minute Skype. They could have a private access to a group chat, or even better, we could answer one question. Per month, live on the podcast. So, if you like what we're doing and you want us to keep doing it, please go to our Patreon page for living a sex positive life and give generously. Oh dear God! <laughs> All right, now we're sitting down with just Karen. How are you? Good, thank you. Okay, tell us a little bit about your history, into the lifestyle, all the stuff that you've seen, because I, I, I'm assuming it's been at least a few years that you've been. Uh, about eleven, almost twelve. Yes. So you've、um, you've experienced a lot there. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I have.、Um, I think I got out of a bad marriage, and then I got to decide who I could wanted to be. And、um, when I did that, I became my authentic self. I think.、Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what did you start with? Well, I started.、Um, I started online in a chat room,、mm-hmm. and、um, 
and someone suggested that I look up Collar Me. <laughs> And uh, I did. I we, did. And we've heard of the site. We haven't been on it yet. Considering oh, well, it doesn't exist anymore. Ah, that's why. Um, and it was a, it was trashy and meat markety, but it was the only <laughs> way that you really got to connect with other um, kinky people online. And it was like kinky personals. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone messaged me there in my city that I live in. And said, listen, I'm starting a month and we're using this new website. You should look it up, FetLife. Mm-hmm. And it's better than Collar Me. It's prettier, more user friendly, and not as creepy. So, okay. I looked it up. I created a profile and I showed up to a month. Mm-hmm. And people were friendly and I was worried about it, but, uh, but people were friendly and I'm obnoxiously extroverted. So I. I, I am. I describe myself that way. And so it was really clicky and people didn't know me and they didn't talk to me much, but I have no problem going up to strangers and going, hi, I'm Karen, who are you? And uh, so that's how I got to know people. That's kind of an interesting word because you've been super friendly to say obnoxiously introvert. So no, obnoxiously extrovert. Extra. Oh, extra. Extrovert. Okay. Yeah, she's got that lasso that just pulls people in. Hi, okay. I'm Karen. We're talking now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. Now, so, thank you for the correction. That's <laughs> so now in Jacksonville, uh-huh. my husband and I, who I met at that much, by the way, <laughs> um, uh, we we kind of run the Jacksonville scene, and my job is to, um, for kind of our group and our evil council, is when new people show up, I am a face and I am a name and I talk to them and I say, hi, I'm Karen, who are you and why are you here? How'd you find us? What are you into? And it's okay if you say, I don't know, because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a dozen years. I still don't know some days. So, um... I want people to feel comfortable. Um, I help acclimate them. I help teach them a little bit of the scene etiquette. Um, mm-hmm. I wish someone had told me before I ever went to my first play party or dungeon or anything that it was okay to watch. It was yes. okay to watch. No one told us that. Right. And I was raised with a mother who, don't stare, that's rude, don't stare. Right. And in our, what we do... It's absolutely appropriate to go walk up and watch, regardless of the activity being done. If a door isn't closed and people are in a public space, it's appropriate to stand there and watch. And so I, I tell people, it's fine to watch, don't touch, don't interrupt, don't get in the way, but watch. Ask questions afterwards, it's totally appropriate. There are just a few um, exhibitionists in this lifestyle, <laughs> to say the just least. Just a few, just a few exhibitionists, yes. Uh, there's a whole passel of them, which I appreciate because my number one kink is voyeurism. So, Ooh, yeah, so nice. I appreciate that. And so I, I met my husband, uh, and and he met his, one of his girlfriends there as well. So I went over to him, he was by himself. I said, hi, I'm Karen, who are you? And uh, 10 years ago and uh we've been together pretty much that whole time yeah that's a great story and married for seven awesome well you i know you're here last year and we talked a little bit Mm -hmm. and you were volunteering then and you're volunteering now you're obviously enjoying the volunteer process i care about the community i honestly have nothing to do with rope (laughs) 
<laughs> I really don't. I don't do rope. It's not a thing for me. Um, I, I don't know about it. I don't do it. It doesn't do anything for me. I think it's beautiful, but I'm not really interested in learning it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I care about the community. And I like to facilitate. So you're sacrificing and, all these days just to come down and help out the community. That well, is awesome. um, the people who are here, my friends, and mm -hmm. uh, I feel strongly about it. And so does Rob. And it's it's important to us. It's given us our chosen family, mm -hmm. um, our friends, um, our entire Social network is tied up in our kink community, and we run the poly community in Jacksonville as well. And I have a picture on my phone of my polycule, so I can tell people about it because <laughs> there's so many names, and and um, we've been together for years now. And so, yeah, it's important to me. Well, they must like you. They made you the queen of all things registration, <laughs> which is on your name tag um, here. Uh, Master Cecil gave me that that title. And uh, I, I think it's amusing. So. It's very appropriate there because yeah, you thanks. you run a well-run show there. You're we always see it's, you active and busy and taking a, care of everybody. It's a team. It's a team. Rob and I work as a team. When they originally asked Rob to work this, mm -hmm. um, they asked Rob to do it, and I said, and he said, so we're a team. Um, and they and he said, I need to bring Karen. And they were like, sure, we're going to comp you a room. Karen can stay with you and you get a plus one. And he said, no, that's not how it works. Karen and I work together because he is the guy behind the computer. He is a get crap done guy. Mm -hmm. And he administrates and he does all this stuff. I am the mouth and the people person. And I'm the one that shows up and does the running around and the talking to people and the face-to-face -face stuff. And you, That sounds slightly familiar. In our lives. <laughs> and uh, Cecil and Darcy work the same way. And uh, so it's really common. And I'm, I'm the mouth. And he is the... If I had to make schedules and type up spreadsheets and send out emails, nothing would get done. If he had to show up and talk to people and do all of that, nothing would get done. So we each have our strengths. Right. And, we, and, and together we get I find so many couples here that complement each other, that the, the partners are nothing alike. Mm. And together, they, they it We're works out. That's I, a great word. I'm a procrastinator. He's a get shit done right now guy. Um, I I got to hang with Rob. Uh, yeah. Yes, you do. And, um, he makes brilliant spreadsheets. They're amazing. Color coded and diagrammed and it, you can't possibly not understand what it says. And I'm like, does someone have a pencil and a legal pad? Because that's, that's what I've got. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You're here, again, here at FIRE, you're volunteering. You said you're not a big rope person. Uh, what conferences do you go to and you love? Um, I went to debauchery in North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina. That was fantastic. We went to Meet Me in St. Louis, and that was fantastic. We've been to Beyond Leather four times. That's great. FPE. Fantastic. Uh, we went to Bash the last year it existed. Um, and we, uh, my husband went to Leather Leadership to LLC this year, but I had to work and couldn't go. But while he was there, he won a silent auction to, for tickets to send in the city in Las Vegas. So we're going there in February. We already mm -hmm. bought our tickets and made hotel reservations. So we're going there. 
She's given us a new list of places to go that we haven't heard of. So. The Bachery is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, the people who run it are um, the, the uh, queer and transgender, about 70% of them. Mm -hmm. And um, and so the conference is kink and also very sex positive, which I'd never experienced being in Florida as quite conservative. Sex is allowed in every other dungeon that I've been to. If it's not in Florida, it's in another state, you can have sex in it. Wow. And going into a dungeon and watching a scene that includes penetrative sex was fantastic. <laughs> but so it irritates me that Florida is so conservative. Yeah. That we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How can people find you if they have questions, especially up in the Jacksonville area? Mm -hmm. um, I'm on FetLife, Just Karen. Okay. Just can't fuck it up. Um, just can't. <laughs> um, so uh, Just Rob, uh -huh. Just Rob and Just Karen. And actually, I think you just created a profile, House of Just. So we've, we belong to a leather household that's led by someone else that... Uh, has been in the lifestyle a long time, and it was suggested to us that we create our own house. So we have decided to do that. So House of Just on Fat Life. I don't know if there are underscores or spaces or what. Rob set it up. He has my login for Fat Life because I don't ever look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he RSVPs me to stuff and answers my messages. Okay. So, um, so we, um, yeah, I'm on Fat Life, and that's how you can get a hold of me. Ooh. No oh. space. There is another Just Karen. She's an imposter. Okay. Um, She's not just. No spaces, no underscores. <laughs> J-U-S-T-K-A-R-E-N. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for sure. taking time and giving us an update. Sure. Have a good one. Thank you. Hi there. This is our last day at Fire, and we're finally ambushing people to have uh, interviews with because no one likes to sit and talk, so we're running up and asking. Well, can Let's... you blame them? How long can they sit with all this going around? I know. Too many shiny things. So one of the people I just ambushed is Regal. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. And we actually have a couple of friends in common because you're the... VP of the Sanctuary, Sanctuary Center. Center. Yes. Tell us about that. So the Sanctuary Center is a LGBT uh, and so on umbrella. Um, we are a trauma center and as well like a community center. Mm -hmm. um, so we offer free and reduced price counseling. Um, we offer classes and uh, we also have like uh, cupping and uh, we can do acupuncture and all those different things. Awesome, fun stuff. So how did you get into the lifestyle altogether? Um, I got into the lifestyle a long time ago. Just like... Wait, she was a wee little child. <laughs> just like <laughs> dabbling around here and there. And then I realized that there's like actually a community out there. Mm -hmm. And then I became a part of this community here mm -hmm. about like four years ago. Okay. And I just met everybody. It's like a big giant family. It was really awesome. So how long have you been coming to FIRE then? FIRE, I've been here for three years now. Three years? Wow. Yeah. Cool. And uh, what changes have you seen throughout the years from it that makes you keep coming back? Oh, it's just great. It's like all the advancements and, you know, growing. You see people, like, from three years ago who they couldn't tie very well, and now you see them doing, like, very, you know, advanced suspensions. Mm -hmm. And the presenters are great. 
so yeah. And what's your like favorite part of Fire? Uh, my favorite part, I guess, uh, meeting all the presenters and learning from in one area that you uh -huh. can learn from all over the world, basically, you know, because okay. the presenters go to Japan and they study with the best and then they come back here and then they teach you all of the things. Oh, wow. And how would you want people to find you if they have questions, either about the sanctuary or roping or? Um, they can find me on FetLife uh, under Regal underscore Servant, or okay. uh, they can find me on Facebook at uh, Regal Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, J-A-X-S-O-N, and um, also the Sanctuary Center has a Facebook page as well. Okay, cool. Anything you would like people to know about these events or? You know, give them some advice considering if this is a new time or their experience. I mean, like, we're pretty open to everyone, you know, so just come in and call us. If you have any questions, we'll help you on a case-by-case -case basis because everybody's so completely different and unique. Mm -hmm. um, and just don't be shy. Come in and we'll help you with whatever it is or answer whatever questions. Cool. Well, thank you very t much for your time, Regal. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's Angelique and John, and we're here with Bacon and Fox, who actually taught three classes here in uh, FIRE, so they're going to talk about all three classes and more. Yeah, uh, we taught three classes here, like you said, we taught a class called Rope Adaptation, Getting the Scene You Want, uh, Negotiation as Seduction, and How to Tie Like a Jerk. My favorite class. Yes, it is, it is our favorite class. It's so fun. So tell us a little bit of each class, what, because they should be a little bit different, but it's similar. Yeah, um, they're all different in uh, particular ways. You want to talk about any of them that you like, or? Um, do you want to start with negotiation or seduction? Yeah, sure. Um, negotiation or seduction kind of came from the fact that a lot of people talk about negotiation as something killing sexiness in uh, kink. Like they think it removes a lot of the spontaneity and things like that, and we just think that that's crap. Mm -hmm. So we've decided to kind of reframe uh, the negotiation structure as something like desirable part of the process that will increase anticipation. And we also give people a bunch of helpful, handy drills that we think make. Uh, structured negotiation and forethought actually very sexy because you still have a little bit of anticipation, which we think is awesome. Yeah, we want to give people the tools to have a successful scene. Yeah, we're not talking. No, we're not telling people how to kink, but we're telling them like little tools that can make things more interesting. There. Uh, yeah, then rope adaptation. adaptation. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, rope adaptation is very much uh, more about. Um, just um, a lot of people talk about how to create your own style in rope, but nobody ever tells you really how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is very much about like, okay, cool. Um, when you are tying a person for the first time, what do you do? When you're tying a person uh, who you want to like mix things up with, what do you do? And similarly, it's a lot of drills reframing this thing that can be big and scary as a more manageable item. Um, and it's just also a lot of like communication between partners. Other thoughts on that one? Yeah, that one's pretty simple, but it's very much like uh, a lot of basic skills that I think people aren't given. We're given a lot of the structure of ties, but not really a lot of like the how do you do this thing to make it uh, uh -huh. engaging for partners. And also, I think one of the best parts of that class is it really gives bottoms a chance yeah. to um, give as much input as possible, mm -hmm. which I think sometimes can get overlooked in the rope scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so lot. there is a yeah. drill um, that we do where it's a call and response drill where 
where every time the top does something, the bottom has to give some sort of response. Okay.、Um, if they if they like it, they can say yes, I like that. Go ahead, or can you change this? And that way, they are giving like active feedback every step、mm-hmm. of the way. And then after that, we have them do the same thing without the feedback.、Mm-hmm. And the top is kind of trying to remember everything and remember. And so then you have、uh, they've been given the structure, and then it's their ch-、uh, chance to like act on it. So the、mm-hmm. bottoms feel like they were much more invested in the scene.、Uh, and then the last class we did was how to tie like a jerk, which is、uh, gleeful asshole sadist rope. Because I, I, I have no capacity to be super domly serious guy for more than ten seconds. No, you do not. Yeah, like I, I can't even fake it. So it's just me being the ten-year-old bully sitting on somebody's chest, poking them in the forehead. So you're the comical dom. Yeah. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? Does this hurt? Yes. Well, how about now? How about now? What's up? Yeah. No, it's just a lot of、uh, it's it's stuff that like it, I didn't even develop most of the stuff. It's mostly just things I have picked up along the way that work for me in play. They're quick. They're dirty. They're fun. They're hurdy, and I think that、uh, people seem to dig it. So、yeah. I, I'll keep doing it. It's really accessible to people regardless、yeah. of their skill level. It's great. It's a great beginner level sadistic class that will not make people like think that they can suspend someone from stuff, but it'll give them practical things they can use in their own play. We actually had a couple people tell us that we taught them that, and that night they used it, which is <laughs>、yeah. incredibly flattering. Isn't that satisfying? <laughs> 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 wow. So, how did you guys get started in the rope community? Um, I got started about four years ago in Toronto. I just got out of a relationship, and there was sort of something that I felt like I was missing in my life. And I actually wasn't interested in rope at first. I was more interested in like、uh, other parts of of BDSM. But then I accidentally stumbled across it, and have been bottoming for rope since then. And me, about five years ago,、um, I had a. I had thought about getting into the, the kink scene for a while. I'd been interested in it for the longest time.、Uh, not、uh, Japanese style rope specifically.、Uh, I'd always liked Western bondage、uh, aesthetically、mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time. Just damsel in distress stuff is se- damsel in distress stuff is sexy to me.、Um, and then when my friends just very politely said "shit" or "get off the pot," and <laughs> and, told, and told me a munch that I could go to,、mm-hmm. and said you should go to that or just shut up about it. Um, so I did, and then I went to a second one, which is where I met、uh, the members of people who had later become my rope family, and、uh, they did shibari and kind of taught, like, showed me, oh, this is, these are the awesome parts of this thing, and I grew to love it through them, and I've been tying and getting tied and being a massive jerk since.、Mm-hmm. Excellent there. So, how long have you been coming to fire? This is our first time.、Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. And what do you think of it so far? It's been great. Yeah, yeah we really I, enjoy I ourselves. Yeah, we, we've done a couple cons this year now. This, this is our second one together. Yeah,、uh, and we we loved it. it. Yeah, yeah, they were really great presenters. We've enjoyed our fellow presenters,、mm-hmm. some of whom are around us right now. <laughs> <So> yes. <laughs> so, if people have questions or want to contact you, how would they find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Girl Called Fox or on FetLife,、uh, just Fox, just FetLife.com/slash/fox, and I will pop up. And I am、uh, Mr. Bacon. That's M I S T E R B A C O N.、Uh, Mr. Bacon on FetLife and on Twitter and Instagram, I am Mr. Underscore Bacon Underscore because someone took Mr. Bacon before I got there.、Uh, but yeah, you can message me on all those things.、Uh, if you know how to get me the actual Mr. Bacon ha-、uh, tag on on Twitter or Instagram, let me know. I'm totally super down for that.、Uh, but I'm happy to answer questions and stuff.、Uh, yeah. 
And any advice for any people in regards to entering this lifestyle? There's a lot to learn. And I think we should savor the amount we don't know because there is kind of an awesomeness to just all these cool things we get to do. And I don't think you should forget that. And it can be, it's intimidating at first, but I think reach out and people are usually very friendly and very willing to help and will point you in the right direction for your local community as well. And if they're not friendly, keep looking and you will eventually find those people. Yeah, you will find your people. Great advice. Well, thank you for your time. We appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show tonight. You can find us on our webpage, livingasexpositivelife.com, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on Living a Sex Positive Life, where you follow all our stories and adventures. You can find me on all social media as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter as John C. Luna. Please reach out and let us know how we're doing. Please like, share all our contents, leave your opinions, comments, complaints. We accept it all. But we also like to thank our sponsor, The Woodshed. You can find them on their webpage, thewoodshedorlando.com. And they're also on FetLife and Facebook, where you could see a lot of their events and promotions going on. So thank you very much for uh, joining tonight. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.